So you want a podcast episode 13. Welcome to this week's show. I want to continue to thank everybody that's rated and reviewed the show. All of the feedback has been amazing and I really appreciate all of it. I want to encourage you if you have friends who are small business owners, work in a medium sized business, marketing professionals, other podcasters, whatever, anyone you think would benefit from learning about this. My goal is to spread the amazing things that podcasting can do for the world, for businesses, to as many people as possible. So if you can, please share this podcast with anyone you know that you think would benefit from it. Today on the show, I have a special guest, Katie Kremitzos. Katie is one of my clients. I have used her services as a strategist and coach, and she's amazing. And I'll tell you about her in a second, but I want to tell you about another friend before we get into the show. His name is Lou Mangello. He is a Disney podcaster, one of the biggest Disney podcasters out there, but he is also an excellent business coach, community builder, entrepreneur, and he has an event called Momentum. This event, this conference momentum, I first attended two years ago in 2016, and I consider it the turning point in my entrepreneurial journey and starting my business. I really was struggling in my current business and didn't know where to go. And going to this conference gave me direction. It gave me forward momentum, no pun intended. And I really recommend it for anyone out there who is stuck in a job or unhappy with their career and would really like to be doing something else or someone who is also just starting out on their entrepreneurial journey. It's a great conference to go to. There is also a mastermind day for a select few at the back end of it. I believe there's still just a few seats left for the weekend workshop and a few seats left for the Tuesday mastermind day. The weekend workshop is October 6th and 7th in Orlando, actually right next to Disney Springs and Walt Disney World. And the mastermind days are the 8th and 9th of October. That's October 6th through the 9th, 2018. And like I said, there are a few seats left. If you go to lumangelo.com slash momentum, you can find out more information and register. And I will put that URL in the show notes as well. So now, today's guest, Katie Kremitzos, is the host of Biz Women Rock. Like I said, she's a client, she's a mentor, she's a friend, and I honestly could not think of anyone better at community building through their podcast than Katie. So I wanted to bring her on to share all that she knows about building a community using a podcast. So without further ado, here is Katie Kremitzos, the host of Biz Women Rock. What is Biz Women Rock and why did you create it and how did it come about? Biz Women Rock is a community of highly ambitious entrepreneurial women who really are craving more. They're craving more revenues in their business. They're craving more education that will help them be better at running their companies. And ultimately, they're creating or they're craving more connection with other like-minded women who won't tell them that they're crazy, who won't tell them that, oh, just play yourself down, but who will challenge and really applaud them along their journeys. And so Biz Women Rock is that community. I created it uh, and it started with a podcast almost 5 years ago. And I created it just because I, at that point, had had already been an entrepreneur myself for about 
oh, I think about six years at the time. And I had just... I just totally ate up that identity. I was like entrepreneur through and through. And um, and I also have always had a love for women and, and our very unique journeys that I think that we have in this world. As, as diverse as we each are, I think it's really connected. So um, that was just... The podcast itself was just my first way to sort of marry those two loves and, and do that in a way that I felt would really help other women. It's since developed into the community. It really started as a podcast and has since developed into an entire supportive community. And was that the first podcast? Like, were you, how did you come to the idea of podcasting? Were you listening to it at the time and things like that? Yeah, that's a good story, actually. Um, I had, I didn't even know what a podcast was. It was 2013, <laughs> summer of 2013. And, um, my uh, my husband and I put on like small internet marketing meetup, basically meetups in Tampa Bay called eMarketing Groups. And he had a speaker come through there who had been podcasting for a long time. And he was talking about his podcast. And you know, we were always on to bringing in speakers who could talk about real innovative technologies. And so Steve comes in, he's talking about podcasting. It was the first time Chris had heard about it. I was not at this meeting. And Chris came back just lit up going, Oh my gosh, you need to know about this thing called podcasting. I lit up about it. I was like, oh, Okay, that's pretty cool. And then we came across... Um, we came across just some really great people who are like now very well established, like people that you would know is synonymous with podcasting. And I... I, I he had different a different experience but my experience was oh my gosh this this is a message this is a tool to bring a message to the world immediately the moment you press publish on an episode it has the potential to go to the world and not and we had run a local entrepreneurial business at that time so everything we did was an inch wide a mile deep with a local community and we were working our butts off. And so I was like, Oh my God, this... We could literally take that same energy, put it into a podcast in a very strategic way. And it goes to the world. And that blew my mind because... And, and I know my husband was on the same board with that because we're very much like impact thinkers. Like We really want to, be, to make big dents in this universe in the ways that we best see fit individually. And so, and then for me, um, right alongside that was I saw a business model for it. I saw, I was like, oh, and the business model that I saw at the time was really um, elementary and there's a gazillion other business models for it now. But um, it was like, oh, I could start a show. I could get sponsors. I could get all these listeners. And then and it was like the sponsorship model. That's all yeah. I knew. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was it. I was like, okay, let's do it. This is the tool. Let's go for it. In previous episodes, I've already shared with the listeners uh, a lot about how the podcast builds connection, builds authenticity, creates this, you know, the know, like, and trust factor in the listener and, and all of that stuff. And I've told them how it can build community and, and what happens. But in your opinion, how did Biz Women Rock build your community, which is a really large and engaged online community of women business owners? There's no one answer for that. But if okay. I had to boil it down, <laughs> um, the medium of podcasting is so ridiculously intimate. And so I could get on the mic and because my listener has me in her earbuds while, or I'm in the car with her when she's driving. And I'm, by the way, I'm constantly keeping that in mind. It's Even though you're talking to so many people all over the globe, you're really only talking to one person. And that's 
that intimacy gets translated through a podcast. And when you when you really accept that, you can leverage it by building that relationship, that one-on-one relationship times hundreds, thousands, millions, however many listeners you really have. And so it community starts from that relationship. And then the strategic ways behind it is, in my humble opinion, bringing your listeners together. So I consider this sort of like... You know, when you're podcasting, it's sort of like one to many. Like in the unless you're doing a live session of a podcast, which you know rarely happens, it, you're not getting immediate feedback. So somebody can listen to you; it's super intimate, it's wonderful, but they can't talk back to you in that moment. So you can it, you can translate that and allow the relationship to be live if you build community around it. If you sort of gather your arms, if you will, around all the listeners, bring them together and allow conversations to happen within that particular niche that you're talking about. You get to establish... You you are established as a quote-unquote expert or somebody to listen to because they're already listen to you, listening to you. So... So it's really, you know, the first step is really just a building the deep relationship one on one and b inviting them to come together with other people who are listening because we all want connection. We uh, even in this world of like super high digital, we all really want to be connected to each other. So a podcast is one of the best ways that I have found to start to initiate community building and to to really enliven it. Um it, but it's not just a one-step process. It's like constantly deepening the relationships. There's a lot of fun things that I do. Like I will bring my members on to the podcast, either through like a snippet of a recording that I'm asking them to a- answer a question about, or I-, I have my listeners on the show as guests quite a bit because they're the ones who are listening. They're the ones who are interested. They're the ones who are in the game with me. So I love highlighting them and I love shining a light on them. And that makes them forever listeners. That makes them super loyal. So um, it's it's just that combination of like deepening those individual relationships and ultimately bringing them all together in a way that's meaningful and connected in that topic that you're talking about. So what are some of the other ways that you connect with your community um, and create a, a, a two-way conversation? Because you know that's one of the things we just talked about podcasts being sort of a one-way thing. There's no way for them to speak back directly unless you do live call-ins or things like that. What are some of the other ways you connect? So a big giant tool that I use that is probably right in line with my podcast itself as a tool is my Facebook group. And I love Facebook groups. So if, if Facebook groups or and or just, you know, exchange that for any word that could act as a forum, which is basically what a, a Facebook group is. My Facebook group is such a great way for me to see visually who my listeners are, how they're engaging with my content. I can ask them pertinent questions. I can share episodes with them. If I feature somebody on the on the episode, I can tag them there. I can start conversations around certain topics that I'm about to talk about. I can show up in a Facebook Live. I can I they can see me live. They can talk to me one-on-one and engage with me. They can have access to me. And this is what makes a group so dynamic is it's so multidimensional in relationships because they can access each other without me needing to be there. Like I'm the creator of the group, but like I don't need to be the one starting the conversation in order for them to talk to each other. So, so just because of that space itself is a giant tool and getting really creative with how I'm using that space. I am very proud to say that I have seen in, in all of these years, I've seen best friendships made. I've seen business partnerships come out of that group. I have seen people hanging out on the beach on weekends that I know met in my community and they were a part they've been a part of my community. So 
that's really cool to see. So that is one giant tool and one giant strategy, which has a gazillion strategies inside of it. Um, and then, you know, another one again is really integrating the podcast with the people themselves. So I gave you the example of having people call in or featuring people on the show, but I've also done live shows. I've also recorded live sessions. Maybe I've been at a conference somewhere and I've done like mini interviews with people like like when they hear the noise in the background and then they're featured on the show. I've done, you know, Biz Women Rock meetups at certain events and so I get to like meet them all there. Sometimes I'm I'm recording for the podcast and sometimes I'm not. Um, I've done my own Biz Women Rock events. So, like for example, I had a retreat. I've had a couple of retreats, and you know, I record stuff there, and or I talk about it on the podcast. And I'm bringing the the attendees on the podcast and talking about their experience. I'm sharing recorded bits and pieces of the retreat. So, um, it's it's all of that because the listener gets to hear that there's a real community on the other side of this right. podcast, and that that's all tangible. So you just listed I mean, several ways you connect, but also several ways. And there were also ways you monetize your yep. podcast. And back on episode nine of this <laughs> podcast, I listed 11 ways that listeners can monetize their podcast without ads or sponsorships. Now you offer a good number of services, a wide range of services to your listeners. How did you come to decide on that approach? And what has that experience been like of creating things and revising things and coming up with new ideas over this five-year period? I'll start by saying that I am not an expert at this, that I didn't come out of the gate knowing exactly what to do and follow the perfect formula and execute it perfectly right out the gate. I absolutely did not do that. I don't think most people do that. I think most of us need to fall on our butts and realize that something didn't sell or that offer was horrible. which I have done plenty of. Um, the, first, the first way I monetized was sponsorship. And once I realized, once I realized like, Hey, I kind of want to sidestep that. Let me see if there's something else I can offer. I offered my one-on-one coaching services. And that was the first time that I was like, Okay, people are paying me because of this podcast. Like literally, there's no way... This is funny. The, I was very adamant that I was not a coach. I'm like... Who am I? Like I've been running a business for all these years. I'm surrounded by, you know, entrepreneurs. I support these entrepreneurs, but like, ah, who am I to be coaching, right? And I, I, the moment I pressed publish on my podcast, I had people knocking on my door, sending me messages, um, asking me, "Can I, can I coach with you? Can I coach with you?" And for two years, Danny, I said, "No, I'm oh, not a coach. No. I'm not a coach. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing it." I I know sometimes I'm a little hard headed. As one of and, your former coaching clients, I'd say I could say, "Wow, man, you missed out on a lot of money." <laughs> <laughs> well, fast forward, I think yeah. it's one of my biggest strengths, and I really yeah. love it, and um, and I I love doing it. It's one of my favorite things to do. So, uh, finally, I said yes, and that was the first way that I monetized directly fr- from the podcast, in addition to sponsors sponsorship. So. You know, then then it was like running through a gazillion types of programs. Okay, how about this one goal in one month? You know, ac- accomplishment type of a group program. What if it's this? Um, I had a New Year's Jumpstart program. I had uh, a bunch of online kind of group education, goal oriented, mid year reset. You know, set your year straight, like all that sort of t- stuff. And that literally, the truth is, is that was like a lot of me constantly listening, journaling, trying to really just see what was going on. I I test a lot in my Facebook group. 
And then I'll just, I see, I ask questions. I kind of can read between the lines to see what people are looking for. And I will create something, right? And then I go to market it. And sometimes it flops and sometimes it does great, right? Um, I eventually got into doing masterminds for two reasons, by the way. Number one, I had been running masterminds for a local community for at that point, like almost a decade. So I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of a service that I could do. I'm kind of good at this. Um, And also because... It was. It felt like the next step in the coaching model, quote unquote, right? So I'm getting paid for the one-to-one. Now let's get paid for the one-to-many. And let's see how, that, how we can scale that. And so I did two seasons of masterminds. And they were ridiculously successful. Wonderful masterminds. I loved every minute of it. They were very profitable profitable for me. I dipped my hand I dipped my feet in sort of like online uh, like evergreen courses. I have a I have an old Facebook groups rock course from about three years ago that still sells and it's great, but I don't update it, but it's the same basic concepts. Um, and it, so all that to say is that like I was about to launch a brand new like high-end mastermind for million dollar plus earners. Um, so there's a there's a lot of potential for it. In this moment, um, because I've had a pretty massive transformation over the past couple of months about you know all the different monetization strategies that are, and opportunities that Biz Women Rock is going through, I really actually only have two. I have sponsorship available and I have one-on-one private coaching available. But that's very deliberate, and I have a whole podcast episode as to why I scaled back for that. Right. right. Um, so let's talk about that too. for a second. Because <laughs> okay. um, you have a family, you have a personal life. Your family yeah. is about to get bigger. That's the reason we're we're dancing around here. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about your family and personal life a lot on your show. I do. How did you come to that decision and, and what has that experience been like? It's something that I feel a lot of people have to figure out for themselves because so much a part of of I think what resonates with people in this world is like this transparent leadership, right? So if I want to be an expert in my industry, I need to be willing to share about myself and who I really am versus trying to come across as Mr. Expert or Mrs. Expert who you don't know anything about my life. So I feel like everybody from a business perspective is like, okay, I need to be a little bit more authentic or just um, unguarded, right? Because that's smart and that's what really connects people. But that was never a consideration for me. The answer is, I don't know any other way to be. I don't know any other way to be than to share. It's I actually have to stop myself from sharing more <laughs> because um, there are some sacred things that I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't share that story. <laughs> or my husband might not appreciate me telling that story. You hear TMI a lot, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I have what they call like the authenticity hangover. Like, oh, should I have really shared that? Um, but... That's just who I am. My my natural personality, and I believe one of and this took me a long time to really get. Like one of the things that I feel like is a gift of mine, and and something I do that is special. And it's not. I don't try to do it. It's just who I am. I think we all have those very very unique and special gifts. Is that I am. I, I really value relatability. So I have developed the ability to share about myself in a way that makes somebody else feel like they're connected to me and that they can relate to me for the purpose of wanting to help transformation in that relationship, if that makes sense. So it's it's not done uh, like uh, unintentionally. Like I'm very conscious about when and why I share. Um, there are times that I will force myself not to share about something until I've learned the lesson 
so I can share that transformation. I can share the lesson and I can tell the story in a way that is entertaining and educational and transformative and not just in the gunk of stuff, just sharing yeah. for the muck of it, right? Yeah, you're opening up that door to empathy, to let people. Yeah. And and how has that affected the, the community? What what have you seen from your community? I mean, overwhelmingly, if you ask people, if you ask people a word to describe who I am to them, because this is the word I keep getting thrown back at me is like, you're just like us. You're so relatable. Like I, and that's really important to me in the sense of I never pretend to be the expert who knows it all. Like I have, I have education and I have expertise to share. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I've developed a lot in my own ability to um, share knowledge with other people. But like I've never, it's important to me not to come across as like too big for my own britches or she knows it all or unapproachable. So I, it, that skill also is used very deliberately to make me approachable, to make me um, uh, available. So that's the common, that's a common thing that I've got. And because of that, people are ready and willing to connect with me, to talk to me, to share stories with me, to open up with me. Um, you know, there is something to be said about there's a line at me selling my services as, as a business strategist. There's something to be said about walking a careful line between, hey, girl, we got this. You know, we're in this together. And I, you do want to pay me for what I know because it's valuable, right? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. You're at a busy conference like Podcast Movement or something like that. And someone walks up to you and you've got 30 seconds with them. What is the best piece of advice you would give them for? creating community with a podcast? What should they do first? Go an inch wide and a mile deep with every individual relationship. A community is not about numbers. It's about every individual multiplied by however many individuals there are. The better you, the better job you do at making each individual feel special, the, the tightly glued your community will be, whether that's 10 people or 10,000 people. And it doesn't, that doesn't really matter actually. Like what matters is the depths of each of those relationships. Awesome. So besides the upcoming second daughter, uh, what are you excited about now? Uh, well, I just gave birth to a different kind of a baby. <laughs> um, I just launched a brand new podcast network. So not just... Uh, and the very first show of that network, there are many that are planned out for it. But the very first show of that network is live. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Biz Women Rock brand. Although it will make sense uh, if you get to know me a little bit better as to why this is. Um, but it's the whole network is called the Women's Meditation Network. And the very first podcast for that is called Meditation for Women. And these are straight up guided meditations that I'm giving um, that are specifically geared at the journey that we women have. So they're very... Um, they're fun and deep and beautiful all at the same point. They have titles like You Are Extraordinary, A Daily Reminder. The one I just put out today was You Are Enough. That is kind of a thing that I know myself and a lot of women have to deal with. Like the, oh my gosh, I'm not enough. The imposter syndrome, right? Um, you're in a fight with your spouse. That's one that's coming up here pretty soon. <laughs> um, I'm not too blatant about my own experiences there, but obviously we all have that, right? And it's kind of like addressing that real stuff. You are overwhelmed. Um, like titles that specifically talk to this experience, this life that we women, not just business women, like women in general that we have. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome. I am too. I've already listened to a few of them. Yay. And someone who... <laughs> Believes in meditation too. I think it's amazing, especially that it's focused on 
one one area or one gender or whatever. Um, I think it's great. And what would be the best way for people to find out more about what you're doing? What's I know things are changing and shifting a little bit, but where can they go to find out more about you? Probably the best place for anyone to find out a little bit more about me and connect with me is on Facebook. That's where I tend to be most often. Um, and so just Katie Kremitzos, and I'm sure Danny will have direct links there so you don't have to worry about spelling that last that Greek name. Um, and um, and then bizwomenrock.com is really just the home for the entire Biz Women Rock community and all the resources and podcast episodes there. So uh, both of those places are pretty good. Is there a site for the Women's Meditation Network yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Very new. <laughs> Working on it on the process. It'll be a few weeks before this airs, so maybe it'll maybe it'll be yes, up by then. Then I'll put I it will in say there. yes, yes. And it's, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think it's called meditation or meditationforwomenpodcast.com. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll like dub it in and try to emulate your voice. <laughs> Something like Sweet. that. Thank you for coming on and doing this. Um, thank you for being one of my early clients and being a mentor and a coach. Um, this, this is, you, you are the best example and I will keep using you as a great case study and example of building community through a podcast and actually starting it with a podcast. So thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, Danny. And I will always be your biggest advocate for saving me a whole load of time so I don't have to produce my own show. You are phenomenal at it. As a matter of fact, you got an email from me last night as I was I was editing because I'm a little bit of a control freak. So I wanted to edit the beginnings of these first meditations, right? And uh, you got an email from me last night going, okay... It took it's me three fun. years to hand you over my <laughs> Biz Women Rock podcast. And it only took me three weeks I'm re- for this new podcast. I'm ready. Let's do it. And it saves time and it's just super high quality. And it, that is not my, my zone of genius. That's yours. So I'm so appreciative for you. One of the most frequent questions I get about marketing is how do we know what type of marketing to invest in? There is so much out there. How do we compete with all the marketing noise? Well, you know, my answer is going to be, you need a podcast. Well, here's a story that shows exactly what I do. I've told you about Katie Kermitsos and her podcast, Biz Women Rock, before on an earlier episode. Katie's a business strategist and coach, and she happens to be one of my clients as well. She's reached thousands of women business owners all across the country through her podcast. Because of her podcast, Katie is always talking to warm leads who want to listen and learn about what she has to offer them. Well, so how did I help her? I met Katie in December 2016 when I approached her about advertising my services on her show. As we developed the ads, she and I had several great discussions about podcasting and her show in particular. I discovered that even after over 250 episodes and building a thriving community in business, she was still spending three to four hours per week editing, uploading, promoting, and analyzing her podcast. She was tired of it, frustrated, and almost to the point of ditching the show entirely. I immediately suggested she have us take over all of her show production and distribution. This simple step immediately allowed her to implement changes that tripled her revenue in 2017 because she was able to focus on much higher value activities that would grow her business. It gave her real results because she was focused on doing the work that had the power to skyrocket her income. The mere fact that I helped her think about her podcast in a strategic manner 
added value. Much of what I do as a strategist is identify the gaps and call out the problems. And that is often enough. Most of the time, the people I work with are too close to their businesses to see how unproductive it is for them to keep doing this or that when they can have someone else do it for them. I also add value by helping them avoid the pitfalls, overcome the obstacles, and shorten the learning curve. I reveal examples of small things that can compromise their results. Most business owners know what they need. They just don't know how to get it. And more often than not, they are trying to do it all on their own. Believe it or not, most business owners don't even realize that a podcast can help them. And it takes a forward-thinking leader to take that first step. So if you're ready to take that first step, contact me today to schedule a free 15-minute strategy session. And let's get started crafting a podcast that will create customers who trust your business before they ever buy and then can't wait to tell the world about you. You can schedule a time with me by going to meetme.so slash Danny Osmond. That's meetme.so slash Danny Osmond. And I'll include the URL in the show notes. Today's show was brought to you by ConvertKit, the only email marketing system you'll ever need. After five years with the email marketing provider that everyone starts out with, you know who I'm talking about, I was desperately searching for one that was simple, easy to manage, and affordable. ConvertKit easily stood out above the rest, and I've been ridiculously happy with them ever since I made the switch. Emailing my community and creating automation series for special resources has never been so simple. Whether you're ready to start your first email marketing setup or you're searching for a new provider, I highly recommend ConvertKit. Go check them out and other resources that I recommend at dannyosmond.com slash resources. That's dannyosmond.com slash resources.